Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. This is episode 61 today, getting up there. <laughs> getting up there. Getting up there numbers, yeah. yeah. I'm Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life. And I'm Mike Hill, lead pastor at Life Church. And we have a wonderful guest with us. Yes. I'm Patty Myers. Can you hear her okay? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you no. is what we're worried about. I am? Mm-hmm, sometimes. Yeah. Listen, I'm the guy that gets my beard stuck in the mic. Yes. So how in the world <laughs> am I not close enough to be able to, yeah, to get I it I think close. you have the bad mic. <laughs> I There's really such do. such a thing? No, I really think so because no, when we were upstairs— Okay, Dan's shaking his head. There is no bad mic. <laughs> you know what I realized? Dan's a tech guy. Like, there is no bad anything tech. Okay. All right. What did you realize real quick? That we never—we haven't introduced the roundtable for a while. Okay. Like, what the roundtable is. Why don't you introduce it? I think you should. Huh? You should. Yeah, and Patty's been a long-time listener. She has. She I have been. Said, a long time. She yes. even sends in questions. I She's do. engaged. She's like our ultimate person that, like, this is how <laughs> yes. we want you to do it. Yes. Listen, send in questions, be a part. Good. So mm-hmm. roundtable, let's talk about the evolution of the roundtable. So the idea of the roundtable was we talked for a long time to say Sunday morning's difficult because mm-hmm. people come— well, sometimes, you know, people come, <laughs> people come on and off. Winter. Do you know the average church attender who feels like they come all of the time uh-huh. when it comes twice a month? Really? really? Yeah, that so like surprises st- me. Yeah, statistically across the United States, wow. if you attend more than twice a month, you're like out of the norm. Like most wow. people only attend church twice a month. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Either wow. way. So people come to church, they listen to the message— the majority of it is, which again, I'm not sure what this says for my job, or why they even pay me. But like people come, they listen to the message, but then they don't always mm-hmm. know what it's about later mm-hmm. on. They don't think about it all that much. It kind of goes away. We put a lot of time and effort into like thinking through what should we be teaching right. and yeah. how can it help people. So the idea at life has always been get people in circles because if you do and you talk about it, then it's going to go deeper. Like right, it's going to settle into your heart. So we tell people to get into small groups, but that doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. You know, people are in small groups, out of small groups, mm-hmm. or never in a small group mm-hmm. or community. So there's not a lot of discussion on deepening their faith. So what's another way that we could get in a circle? So we were like, well, let's do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like that's what everybody's doing, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's doing podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me live out my dream. Because <laughs> right? you get yeah. to be on the radio. Yes. I get to be on the radio, right? Yeah. Like oh, that, yeah. the one thing that yeah. I've always wanted to do in life. You're and doing now it. I found out the only way I'm going to get it done is go to North Dakota. That's right. Jaron says you can come be with see, him anytime and do play by play. But I told Patty, like, out of all the places I've traveled in the world, North, <laughs> North Dakota. Is it why I don't? I've never. There's wait. just nothing there. There's no. nothing, nothing there. Are you sure there isn't like one thing? There is. Well, actually, Fargo. Fargo. <laughs> well, Jaron is in Jamestown, and they are known for they have the biggest buffalo statue. I, I think it's like buffalo. It might there. be bison. <laughs> but when I was there, like everybody was saying, "Did you take her to the big buffalo?" And Jaron's like, "Well, we're going there next." And I said, "Are we really?" And he's like, "Heck no." <laughs> That's but see, hilarious. that's the thing. Yeah. Like, like, if you're in South Dakota, South Dakota's got a lot. So okay. Mount Rushmore, oh, okay. Custer State that's Park. Like, there's a lot. The Badlands, yeah. the Black Hills. Yes. Like, got you. That's all in South Dakota. You go up to North Dakota, and there's 
like nothing. a barren wasteland. Wow, that's like you sad. drive for like we went to <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt National Park. Did uh-huh. you go there while you no. were there? So that is one thing in North Dakota that's okay. cool. Like we went through Theodore Roosevelt. Did he live there or something? Uh, it's like he set up a ranch up there. Oh, okay, you know, and so okay. they had a national park, and uh-huh. so that part was cool. But I mean, you drive for hours, and it's yeah. like like not, nothing, like nothing. flat. I mean, out west, there's a lot that uh-huh. way, like nothing, but. Something about North flat. Dakota is very barren. That's sad. No yeah. real mountains. Because Mount Rushmore is so awesome. But that's I see, in I've South never Dakota. been there. You haven't? Mm-hmm. I would like to go. I went on July 4th when I was oh, young. Nice. And you liked it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so that's my only chance. So the idea of being on the radio, so I get to do it through the podcast. Mm-hmm. We love that. It evolved into like uh, Jenny gave us these statistics more people watch than listen. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Um, I, we don't really know. No, I mean, it depends. But I think more people are actually starting to listen. Oh, okay. I, say, yeah. I always listen. You yeah. listen, never mm-hmm. watch. I think it's more convenient. I've watched a couple times just because you guys keep saying you need to watch. <laughs> well, yeah. every once in a while, you got to get on yeah. here yeah. Just, to, just to see the dynamic of what it looks right. like. Right. I mean, Jenny decorates. Yeah, yes. right? I know. She's got this new stuff. she got a crooked shelf. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we got up there. You know, I still so, don't even think know, it's well, I mean, crooked. if Dan puts the camera angle on it like people can comment but see what it looks like yeah. from the camera no we're gonna start putting like after you leave we'll have you put like a quote on the board of just like your favorite quote or just something inspirational so then each time our guests are gonna do that they're actually gonna write it yeah yeah but patty has good handwriting if you if i wrote up there it'd be like why do you guys have chinese like, was, was your last guest from well, that's china why you're not going to be writing it yeah because nobody would be able to read it but yeah, you got decorated, so people are going to watch it but anyway what's really made i think the, the podcast good is one you know jenny has spent a lot of time like thinking through how we can grow it and what are things we need to do and so mm-hmm. she started inviting on guests mm-hmm. which to me has been the change yeah to yeah. me the podcast is yeah. special now because we get to see it through so many different mm-hmm. people's eyes we get to get into people's life which to me and Jeff and Andrea Diamond said this a long time ago. The best Bible you ever know is through other people. Yeah, right? like walking when you, Bible. Yeah, so yeah. when you listen to other people and you can f- figure out life experience, mm-hmm. those are conversations worth talking about because yeah. that's what's real. Like, the reality yeah. is we can read Scripture and you can memorize Scripture, but if you can't live it, Right, it just mm-hmm. doesn't make any difference. So seeing how people are living out their faith yeah. um, through guests, and then just you know the evolution of like we talk about you know the theme of Sunday morning, you know, mm-hmm. and we weave it in and out of the the, the person's life. But mm-hmm. um, but again, it's it's more about, and this is what we would tell people: like if you're listening or you're watching, the idea is is that not just to listen and to watch, but to get to know the person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, because it can be game changing. Mm-hmm. Like if you come to Life Church, I mean, yeah. now you know Patty. Right. right. Like by the end of this podcast, people are going to know Patty and they can come up and say hi to her. And, and they will. No, and that's um, my point is like yeah. you could get to know people and it's mm-hmm. a great way to – because how do you get to know anybody on Sunday morning? Yeah. Like yeah. unless you're in a small group, like right. how do you really get to know anybody? And so mm-hmm. it's another great way to get into to people's life. It's mm-hmm. a great way to be able to pray for them specifically, yeah. you know, like – and really it spurs on ministry, you know, because like just after the last couple podcasts, yeah. we've had this whole like – Wow, what do we do about young people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this has been a you know, a big thing on our heart yeah. and it spurs us on as we hear other people's stories mm-hmm. to say, well, what can the church do about it? You yeah. know, so we're in the process of talking about developing another podcast, you know, and so this podcast oh. will just be about young people. So and we'll we will cool. be on it. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll be on yes. it, but it'll well, be Jenny still qualifies as oh, a young thank person. You. Yeah, that's true. Thank that's you. True. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because how old are you? 31. 31. Yeah. She's the same age as my oldest son. Okay. Oh, I am? Yeah, Jesse. You're okay. Jesse Matheny. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this. Yeah. In Did one you year. know each other? I need a picture. I think okay. I I can't remember. Did we look him up? I can't remember if we did. Oh, I have lots of pictures I can show you. <laughs> yes, Luna. I'll find out later. <laughs> but, either, but either way, so we're this idea of, you know what, maybe it's a good idea to just get a bunch of young people together and just start talking to them about life yeah. and what mm-hmm. it is and start seeing things through their eyes and talk about certain subjects and not necessarily just through scripture, but mm-hmm. how do how does the younger generation see dating? How does the younger generation see money? Mm-hmm. How does the younger generation see being accepted inside of a church? How does mm-hmm. the younger yeah. generation see? Because we're passionate about trying to yeah. figure it out. Like we we don't have any idea how to do it. I mean, that, I mean, just to be honest, well, because again, let's just, I mean, what church is doing it right? Right. I mean, right now. I not mean, including many. life Not church. very many, no. Yeah. That's my point is, is that there's a the generation of young people that are missing and to me, that's the church's job to just admit your faults. Mm-hmm. You know, you can yeah. say what you want about who you are and who's coming, but if you're not going to reach a generation of young people, I mean, you're 10 years away from being done anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? 10, 15 years away from evolving yeah. out, out of, you know, relevance. It's a frightening so. thought. Yeah. And that's one of the most important times in a child. Well, not they're not children, but a youth's life is right. that time after high school. Mm-hmm. So it's really scary that the church isn't doing anything to mm-hmm. grab a hold. Like you have all these high school programs and then you just send them off and on their way and expect or hope that something's stuck. Yeah. Well, I think we're, I mean, we'll just put it out there. I mean, we're not afraid of giving young people a voice. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I think people are afraid of what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you yeah. don't know me then. Cause I'd like to hear it all. Yeah. Like yeah. that stuff doesn't bother me. What people have to say, what their thoughts are, what their views are. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're I ra- wise. I raised eight kids, you know, yeah. raising eight kids from all different walks of life. I think I've heard. I think a you lot. have. Yeah, you probably have. You know what I mean? And just <laughs> I in a lot of different situations. I yeah. don't think anything's going to be like, wow, it's really? Shocking. I mean, I just yeah. think that it's good that we give them a voice. Mm-hmm. And I think probably young people today would say, we don't have a voice in the old person's church. Yeah. You I know, would agree with that. You know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. old people, there's the old people church mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. us and they're out of touch and, you know, and we so need to we'll, change we're that. out of touch. Yeah. And we'll just put that out there to young people. Get a hold of Jenny. Like, we are going to be starting this, and we mm-hmm. are going to be going down this road. And, and if you want a voice, you know, and you want to be heard, and we don't care what your perspective is, yeah. whether it's one from, I hate the church, right. and this is why I never come, because yeah. we're not afraid to hear that, mm-hmm. and we're not afraid to talk through those right. things, or... You know, wherever you're at in life, you know, get with Jenny and there's a way on the podcast will tell you at the end to be able to get a hold of her. And mm-hmm. we want that That's voice. Cool. But the roundtable yeah. is that. And this will just be another extension of the roundtable and an opportunity for people to do, you know, and have those conversations. Yeah. So, so Patty, yeah, <laughs> here That's we a go. Lot. That's a big introduction. That was. That was. A big introduction. So, Patty, yeah. tell us a little bit about you. I, uniquely, I think I've known Patty for a long time. A long time. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really long so, time. Like how long? I've been going here for. Over 11 years. Wow. So when I first started, you just had one service. Yeah. Um, Oh, wow. And I mean, she's seen the like, yeah, yeah, the days of yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, not the beginning very many times. people. Yeah, and, because I mean, when I first came, you know, you could walk in and you knew most yeah, of you the knew people. Everybody. 
And Jamin yeah. and I could go and sit in the front row with no problems. You know, like last week I said, people <laughs> are in my seat. Somebody's yes. in my seat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I told Mike, someone's in my seat. I might have to find a new church. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, no. too, the, the greatest thing about Patty is I'll never forget her story. Uh-huh. Like, she took one of my, I think it was starting Absolutely. point. Absolutely. I know, did. A long, long time okay. ago. So, so we've taught starting point for you forever. And I'll never forget walking away and going home to share. I'm like. Wow, like, that was a story. <laughs> really? Like, oh, because I'm excited. At this, well, at this point, Sherry and Patty were not in a relationship. Oh, so okay. this was Patty. Okay. Was that that happened to, like five years later. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right? But when she first yeah. came to Life Church, you know, she took starting point, and I think it was, uh, it was unique, but it's really not unique. I mean, yeah. your story is a lot of people's story. You know, mm. and where they come from. No, right. really. I mean, I think a lot of people come from, regardless of whatever their past is, they come mm-hmm. from and, and up, you know, you can't or you don't have to share. No, that's about, fine. I just think it's unique yeah. because we've known each other for yeah. a long time. I'm kind of an open book. So, yeah. yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah, I, um, well, my, my ex-husband, Tom, and I were married for 21 years and oh, we wow. have three boys together. And then I also have a daughter who he basically raised, um, but she's older. Um and then I just made a really stupid choice and, you know, got in contact with an ex-boyfriend on uh, Facebook from mm-hmm. high school. You know, we were high school sweethearts and ended up having an affair. And mm. um, Was it really through Facebook? It was. Facebook was around back Facebook then? Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2005? Oh. This was 2009. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. So, that was when it was up and coming. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was before, like, a lot of people were on there. That was when I could post pictures of me drinking because yeah. nobody, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody was on there. Nobody like, cared Nobody saw. Nobody, yeah. yeah wasn't. So I didn't, that, I must have forgot about. Yeah. Yeah, so I ended up leaving leaving Tom to build this relationship, which is the single biggest regret in my life. Mm. Uh, ended up horrible, terrible. It was just a really bad thing and ended up with a protective order and all of that. But mm. um, meanwhile, I had grown up Catholic. So I was Catholic oh. for 45 years. Wow. Uh, went through Huntington Catholic High School yeah, all like the she way. Was devout. Whoa! I was devout. Yeah. I was a Eucharistic minister, so I a did what? the. <laughs> so when they do communion, uh-huh. the priests would, you know, do the body of Christ, yes. and then they would have people who also um, the the oh, wine. Yes. You'd say the blood of Christ. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I was a lector, so I read the. The message, wow. not the she messages, was the reading. Yeah. I was not high up. That's I'm just saying you were participating Catholic. I was involved. Yes, very yes. much so. I mean, there are people who are Catholic who are non-participating. Yes, you know, I was they don't yeah. very involved. Yeah. yeah. And right. so at that time, um, Jamin was very little, um, and so I was teaching preschool at Huntington Catholic. Oh, okay. And wow. when Tom and I got divorced, I was teaching preschool, making $12,000 a year. Um, Whoa. So I got a second crazy. job and everything. But meanwhile, this opening came at the um, Catholic school for a full-time job. And, you know, I was barely Mm -hmm. getting by. And so I applied, and I guess I need to back up a little bit. I had gone and talked to my priest about all of this and everything going on, and and we had known each other really well. I mean, he, like, came to my kids' graduation parties, baptized Mm -hmm. three of my kids. I mean, yeah. if you would have asked me back then who had the most, who I thought the most highly of, he would have been the person. Mm. Wow. Um. So I had gone and talked to him, and then when this opening came, I went to apply for this job, and he and the other priest told me I was not allowed to apply for it oh my. because of my life. 
So yeah, now again, let's put this in perspective, <laughs> yeah. okay? Because this uh, this That's is a podcast. I'm for sure going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. No, yeah. oh, no I'm going to get in trouble. trouble. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying because Patty knows my view on Catholicism yeah. because she's heard it a thousand times. Yeah, but some of what like this is a true sh- like. This is a true representation, and I just want people to see it for what it is, you mm-hmm. know, because, again, it's not just in Catholicism. Let's just say it's in religion in mm-hmm. general, yeah. but it tends to fall into, you know, the Catholicism because mm-hmm. Patty made a mistake, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Admitted, mm-hmm. I've made a mistake. Right. Went right? to him. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out, now you're divorced, and you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to support your family, right? Yeah. right? And you're trying to figure out how to go down the road. Yeah. And here's somebody— Supposed to show the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Nothing against, right. you know, no. the guy at the time. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But as people mm-hmm. who are supposed to be more like Christ, right. right? Jesus exemplified this. Like he spent time with the sinners. He talked mm-hmm. to the sinners. He spent, you know, he would go to them and and walk mm-hmm. down roads with them. Yeah. And here's the disconnect. So Patty goes to the person she trusts the most. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's to the person sad. who yeah. she mm-hmm. sees Jesus in the most yeah. Yeah. and was denied for what reason? Because I'm a, a sin. sin. Yeah. A sin. Wow. Right. A sin. So, and I mean, I, not on them, on me, I was doing the wrong thing. I mean, right. 100% I was. But that's but, not, my yeah. point wasn't whether you're a sinner or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've already established you, me, Jenny, we all sin. Right. Mm-hmm. We all saw fall short of the glory of God. And and even if it was like, you know, I can remember, I think you using the word, some of the words, like being in an adulterous relationship yes. and mm. some of the stuff that, you know, committing adultery mm-hmm. and all of these things that oh, yep. were yeah. brought up in these conversations. Right. Well, you know, join the club with the people that are in their mind looking yep. at pornography. Yeah, right. You yeah, know, who are doing thing. the same thing same in thing. a secret sin right. and aren't being denied anything. Yeah. And right. people aren't caring. Right. right. Think of the people that are living lifestyles of greed inside yeah. of the Catholic mm-hmm. Church that are still Mm-hmm. Inside of any church, yeah. and are still being able to hold positions of right. because nobody knows. Yes. Well, yeah. and they do yes. know. Like the, some of these things are. Oh known. yeah, like, that's greedy true. people. That's Sexual not abuse. true. Like, yes. I've seen people greedy, outright mean people. The leadership inside of the church I have just to. because mm-hmm. the world. This is the funny thing. The world esteems greedy rich people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. hundred like, percent. Wow, they must be really good. And I'm like. Their money don't mean yeah. jack diddly. Like, nobody <laughs> jack can, diddly. They don't care. Nobody cares about their money. Right, right. I mean, these are people who have stepped on top of other people, and the church celebrates them because they're supposed to be successful just because they have money. Yeah, but sick. yeah, they look at somebody who made a mistake, you know, and made mm-hmm. a decision and and acted upon that decision, and then saying you're essentially ostracized right. and you can't do anything inside of that. Yeah. So, so I just wanted to elaborate because yeah. I remember. No, that's what happened. Is so then I was told. You know, I could still come to church, but I was not allowed to wow. participate in any of the sacraments or do any of the things that I had been doing up until that point. Wow. So that made me feel real welcome. Yeah. Um, so I decided I was going to quit teaching preschool. I was about to say, but they let you I, still teach preschool? I, I, no, I opened my own daycare for six months, which I learned real fast was not <laughs> for me. Yeah. Because they're there all the time. They never leave. Right. So, um, and then I was able to through a really good friend who was a principal at Lincoln, gave me a chance, got me back into the school system. Because awesome. I had taught 15 years before in the public school system, had my youngest and resigned to be home oh. with him. Mm-hmm. So I got back into public school system. And so that part was better. But I felt like I'm missing something in my life. Yeah. I needed that. I was That was such a part of who I was. Um, so 
I came here that first week and Mike's sermon was called Don't Judge Me. <gasps> oh, that is so cool. So Jennifer oh Eller sat beside me because I came by myself. And I mean, oh, I was I a puddle by yeah. the time I left, just an absolute puddle, bawling. And and so I came back the next week. So the first week you did um, Truth Without Grace, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was my story in yeah. a nutshell. And then right. the second week you did Grace Without Truth. Right. So so see, when you say your messages don't hit, <laughs> yeah, see, they hit. Um, they kept her here probably. It did. Yeah. And so I went, I tried one other church. I tried the well for a week, which mm. was fine. But right. I came back. I mean, I knew that first week I knew I was home. Yeah, right. I was like, he was talking to you. But it was, it was, I mean, coming from the Catholic church to here where oh. it was the band and the worship yeah. and the hands up. And, you know, I, you know, it, you just, some people don't even sing and it's the kneeling and standing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. So it took me a while. Now you see me in there. I'm like front row, hands raised, <laughs> and singing, you know. And, and you had never been in a Christian church before that? Not, not other than Catholic. Wow. So I did. That's a big, big yeah, change. Yeah. So I did the St- Discover started, Life. Yeah. And then I think you did Starting Point. Then I did point. Starting Point. And I still feel like I need to apologize to Jim and Linda Gould <laughs> and Dan and Rhonda Klein and Scott Little when because— Mike would do this and they would talk and, you know, they were all on the same page. And I'd be like, wait a minute. Yeah. What about, I mean, I had so many questions. I bet. Yeah. But to me, that's oh why my gosh. we do Exactly. It. I mean, the yeah. idea is the reason we do these things. The great thing about Patty in the beginning is she wasn't afraid to say, wait a second. Yeah, like, yeah. This isn't, yeah. and I, I mean, this this should be a lesson for all of us. Really. Uh-huh. Like, if you want to really get anywhere, then you better start questioning. Yes. Like, if you questions. have a question about it, you right. shouldn't sit back and be like, well, I guess I don't understand, but he says that's what it's supposed to be. Right. We need to ask questions. And yeah. so at that time, I mean, if you've never been through Starting Point, yeah. I think it's one of the better oh my gosh, it was phenomenal. studies that I've ever done. You know, I do it, I've done it every year for years. Then we kind of took a break and mm-hmm. then we started to back up with, you know, the Grow Night right. stuff. And, yeah. But Starting Point, again, getting the 10 foundational truths of Christianity, mm-hmm. I mean, it really like fractures religion. Right. Like yeah. it just mm. takes all of religion out of it, takes all of what the church has piled on top of scripture. That's a lot and, for somebody coming. Oh, yeah. For someone who's completely religious. Right. Which is, yeah, very religious, very yeah. ritualistic, a lot of rules. And how did you feel in that moment? Did you feel like, I don't know, was it just like everything that you had been told? Not necessarily yeah. was a lie, but just. Not a lie, but just. You just felt. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it took a lot. I mean, it wasn't instant because I had a lot of questions for a lot of weeks. And even, you know, over a few years. A lot of years. years. And then, what, like five years later, I think Sherry and Lisa started Small Group Fervent. Mm -hmm. And that was when my dream marriage was completely falling apart. Mm -hmm. And um, wow, it's like needed it. I joined that and, you know, that group, we're still together. I mean, minus Sherry, who we miss every day. But, um, there are five of us that started in that group that are still in there. Wow. And, and it was like you needed that in that time. Oh my gosh. Those, like, especially those going girls, through that. Those girls saved my life. Right. Well, because again, I mean, you got to mm-hmm. think, I would say, and again, maybe I'm speaking for you, but still, no. you don't get out. Religion creates one thing guilt. Yeah. You oh, know, and absolutely. so when yeah. you live in religion and you grow up religious, mm-hmm. it's hard to just strip away. The foundation of what scripture says, because yeah. I can yeah. remember this, is that that I said to Patty in starting point, however many years ago, well, there is no more condemnation in the Lord. Mm. And she's sitting there saying, now, wait a second. Uh-huh. I feel condemned all the time. All the time. All the time. I still fight it. That's I my still point. fight you it. 11 years later. You grew right. up in 
religion is taught or the religion is created to condemn. Mm-hmm. And that's why they create religion. Religion is made because they believe that condemnation changes people. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Not grace. Yeah. Like Jesus said, grace is what changes people. Right. Well, that's what the Pharisees did, right? Like right. they had so many laws right. yes. that nobody could fulfill them. And so essentially the same thing. Yeah. Right. And it's it's taken me a long I mean, I'm much better now, and I would say I'm much more faith-filled yeah. than I am religious. Right. Um, But that's a hard thing. Again, anybody that grew up in any type of religion, you know, where rules were more important than relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Because, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit. So we know that like in the development of a child, like in the development of a child, rules are really important because they need to understand boundaries, like Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But what happens is, is that for whatever reason, we keep the same rules all the way through because we we start to lose control when a kid gets older, right? So right. when kids start to develop in their life, the older they get, the more that you lose control. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we jump in with, oh, we need more rules. Like that's <laughs> yes. the way to do it is yeah. you just throw more rules at them and then you can regain control. Well, the idea is to build more relationship. Mm-hmm. And as the relationship grows, then so does this whole idea of helping them journey. Okay. And it's the same thing like with Jesus. So right. the church does the same thing. So the church gets this people of all sorts that are come in that are all different places and everything's very much out of control, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's at a different stage of their life. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody mm-hmm. is full of sin. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, it's just anybody that wants to say the church isn't full of sin is crazy. It's full of sin. And mm-hmm. so Jesus taught us the way to do that, the way to walk down the roads is not to try to figure out how to be in control, but how to be in relationship, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So he taught us this idea of sitting at tables with sinners, mm-hmm. right? Like they taught us that, yeah. like go and sit at a table with a sinner, go and sit in a circle with a sinner, go and be in relationship with a sinner, go and help restore a sinner, go and yeah. help, you know, mm-hmm. do all these things where the church has said, follow the rules or you can't be here, Yeah, right? Like follow the rules or you can't do, because otherwise, how do you control the masses? Because right. relationship isn't easy to do. Right? No. Like relationships. No. Like, no. Plus, you got to just be honest and you got to throw your stuff out there and who wants to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because that's, I mean, it's pretty brave of you to come out and just say, like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, this is where my life is, mm-hmm. you know, or and even to say that even after your marriage, like the next relationship was a struggle and it wasn't right. good. And, you know, you're going yeah. down the same road and you made a choice and that choice blew up. It, it did blow up. You know what Very I mean? Very much like, so. Really. My point just is, is that. That's the way we get somewhere. Though. Right. Yes. Right. And that's so a lot of times I tell myself, and this is go along with the guilt thing, is I tell myself, well, the reason it all blew up so much is because I was not meant to be there in the first place. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so it was not a blessed union. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Wow. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I guess I'll ask that someday. (laughs) (laughs) One of my questions, yes. The point is is that we all make mistakes, right? right? And we've all went down that road. And we don't get better because we feel guilty. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing that restores any person living with guilt, right? right? Like does that help you? Like when somebody reminds you of your past? Absolutely not. No, it it just makes you feel stuck. Yeah, and it takes you back there. Right, like there's no— Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So there's no like—I mean, feeling guilty about what we've done— you know, mm-hmm. and what has happened in the past. Yeah. I mean, we can say like, you know what? I have a regret. 
But at the end right. of the day, you can't change a regret. Right. Right. right? There's right. nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You made a mistake. So we mm-hmm. all make mistakes. And so the bigger question is, what do we do next? Yeah. Yes. That's right? what like, it is. How do, we, how do we go on to the next thing and how do we learn? Yeah. You know, because, you know, if anybody would admit this, you know, and very few people do. Like, I don't mind saying it. Like, I say from the stage all the time. Like, I make mistakes all the time. I just mm-hmm. need to learn from them. Right. You yeah. know, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just trying to do the best I can. Right. Yes. That didn't work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that yeah. didn't work. That's okay. And mm-hmm. we try to lead the church that way. Like, yeah. the church, we just flat out say, we're going to try everything. Mm-hmm. Some things work. Some things don't work. Yeah. Don't get too mad. Like, <laughs> things change all the time around right. here. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. They do. They I mean, do. They the, do. Ev- the evolution yeah. of life church has always been like, who really cares? Like, yeah. we made a mistake and it didn't go that great. Don't, you know. That's a good thing, though. It is. Definitely. Yeah. Well, but I, I think like we're trying, too. again, if you're going to create a culture of grace, truth, and love, right? Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's what he wants. Like all of this to go together, then you also have to, to live that way. Mm-hmm. The church has to organize that way. Yeah. We have to talk that right. way. We have to be willing for all of us to admit that we've made mm-hmm. mistakes yes. and yeah. going down that road. But anyway, I, I kind of got off of it a little that's bit. Okay. But Patty, your life has, because then to me, this was the other switch. But and again, maybe I'm speaking out of turn so you can say, once you got into the small group, you no. now allowed people to speak into your life yes. in ways that never happened before. Right. Right. Like, right. And that goes into this like whole discipleship model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in the beginning, you, you know, you made a mistake and you were coming to church. And at that point, you might have had some voices, but you didn't have the voices like you have today. No. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's different. Right. And so elaborate a little bit on that because sure. as we move forward and talk about this idea of discipleship, I do want people to see there is a difference, yeah. right? Attending church yeah. is different than being discipled, right. and attending church is different than discipling somebody, mm-hmm. right? And so we want people to understand the distinction and even how much it helped you. And again, yeah. I'm speaking of just from listening to Sherry mm-hmm. talk about sure. your journey because mm-hmm. she loved you and loved, mm-hmm. you know, that how you, you know, your life had changed and she was allowed to speak into your life. And then when you're having issues, you would call her, you know, and so... Again, you know, speak kind of to that change and how that change has helped you. Okay, so I might cry. I might cry too. (laughs) So, yeah, um, so I got into that group fervent, and it was just a study of that book. And so we all talked about how to pray fervently. And the girls always joke because Sherry and Liesl had this poster with these shoes on it, and it was like a get-to-know-you thing. So Mm. pick out two shoes, one that describes you— as younger and one that describes you where you are now. And so we did this thing, you know, and then they asked a couple questions and we kind of went around and told something about ourselves. And I just like, word vomit, (laughs) everything came out. And one of them goes, well, that's what kind of group this is going to (laughs) be. That's hilarious. (laughs) But it was sort of a thing that it just started where we all felt comfortable to share. vulnerability. And then once that was over, we started a second book. And not everybody stayed, you mm-hmm. know, but a, a core group did. And then we started a third book. And so we went through Beth Moore and Priscilla Schreier. Schreier, Schreier. I, had a, yep. I don't know how to say mm-hmm. her name. Yeah. And we've done tons of Lisa Turkers and mm-hmm. um, all of these different books. But as we're studying these books, you know, we always have a time of, you know, how can we pray for each other? What's going on? We got to the point where we started a text chain, mm-hmm. um, a group me. So when somebody needs something. It's, yeah. hey, can you pray for this? And and it always happens in the late at night. Oh, or in the middle of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I'll be laying in bed, you know, <laughs> still alive, and I'm like, 
your phone go what off. What is going on? And it's not just one. It's like ding, yeah. ding, no, ding, ding, ding. No, it was the group me because then they all start replaying. Oh, yeah. Somebody's like, hey, pray for me. And then it's like. Praying, 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 praying. It always happens. It always happens. I'm like, yeah. it's eleven o'clock. Yeah. What is going yeah. on? Sorry. No, you're yeah, good. No, That's I can when remember you need the, somebody. I remember the night. Yeah. Dings. But <laughs> you know, and when Sherry was going through, I think when Sherry was was dying, is when we all it hit a whole nother level because we were all looking for Bible verses and for encouragement yeah. and pray. I mean, prayers. Just we had pages and pages of prayers that we were all praying for her. And I think as we did that, not only did it make us closer to her, Mm -hmm. but to each other, Mm -hmm. we grew so much in that. Um, You know, we had a couple deck nights out at your house Mm -hmm. of prayer and worship and just, like I said, those girls, if I had not had them in my life, I'm really not sure how I would have gotten through it all. Yeah. And. But here's the, I mean, and if you don't mind me saying this, Patty, like. Here is the cool thing about it. Like, and this is goes into discipleship. Mm-hmm. So one of the key aspects of discipleship is you have to have somebody, you have to be open for somebody to speak into your right. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so one of the things that you allowed, and again, I'm saying this from the perspective of listening to Sherry talk about sure. it, but like you would bring up, like, pray for me for this new relationship. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have any problem when they're like, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> But that, and yeah. again, take that the right way. But yeah. that's no, what discipleship yeah. is. Yes. Discipleship is yes. being because this is where people miss it, right? People want to be in a group where everybody agrees with them. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. People no, want okay. to be in a church like we had this discussion before we went on air. Mm-hmm. People want to be in a church where everybody agrees. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that would be the dumbest, boringest. Yeah. I would go crazy if everybody at Life yeah. Church thought the same. Mm-hmm. Way. Right? You know what I mean? Like we have to have diversity of thought. Absolutely. We have to have our open to, and we have to be open to people saying, what is wrong with you? Right. Yeah. And those girls, I mean, when things were terrible and I was trying to make it work because I was telling myself, you know, I'm married. When I got married, I intended it to last forever. Right. And maybe I'm the person who's, because he was not a Christian, mm. maybe I'm the person who's supposed to help speak truth to him and I just need oh, to stick yeah. it out and I need to, and the girls were like, Patty, just, you know, what is wrong with you? I'm like, no, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And and they would listen to me complain and, and yeah. but, but the they would also speak the truth to me is this is not right. This yeah. is not where you're supposed to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I guess that's what I want people to see. So when we're talking about mm-hmm. discipleship, this is the thing that I think we miss. And I think people, it's hard. Like they'll sit in a group. Jenny will be like, hey, this is what's going on in my life. And, you know, and even though we know it's wrong, they're going to be like, Jenny, will be praying for you. Right. Instead of saying, you know what, Jenny, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to hear the truth. Yeah. Jenny, mm-hmm. Jenny. And it needs yeah. to be in this your kind of group. Right. Like, because it doesn't happen in no, a No. Because we all no. love each other. That's and we point. know each other well enough that we can speak truth that's to exactly. each other. Absolutely. Right. And that's the, the discipleship. That's the idea. Discipleship yeah. happens because you've made a decision, mm-hmm. right? And you've made a decision to give your life to other people, right? So the yes. start of discipleship is to say, I'm giving my life to Jesus, but I have to give it to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that means two things. It means that I'm going to give it pr- from the perspective of to be evaluated mm-hmm. and trained, 
right? right? So part of me entering into a group would just flat out say, I'm opening myself up for you guys to know me, mm-hmm. right? So if discipleship mm-hmm. is going to work, the thing that we have to know is you have people have to know you, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And this is why people don't do it. Yeah. People get in small groups, but they don't want to be discipled. Right. Right? Like yeah. they get in a small group and here's yeah. the reason they're in a small group. I want to learn more and become a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, instead of saying, no, I want to be in this small group because learning is learning, right? Mm-hmm. Like you guys, I mean, we learn all the time, yeah. but the idea is I want to be known. Right. Right. Discipleship is about being known and knowing other people. Yeah. And yeah. if we don't ever get to that level, honestly, how does discipleship happen? And maybe Jenny, can you speak to that at all? Like, have you ever been in groups outside of group homes? Yeah. Outside of group. <laughs> well, I've been in a I, didn't, I didn't mean it in a bad way, but no, I wasn't I sure how to you, say it. Like, yeah, I know. outside of what was forced, because right. you were forced to a certain extent. Yes. To be in a group yes. setting. Right. I've been in a lot of situations or settings like that. Right. But outside of that, like, talk to me a little bit about your view of discipleship. Mm-hmm. Like, how do how do you see it, and how and have you been? Like, do you feel like? You've been discipled and are being discipled and or you're discipling other people because that's what Taylor talked about. So Taylor talked about right. on a Sunday morning the last couple of weeks of like we really have to think through this aspect of not just attending church, mm-hmm. not just going to small groups and not just going through the motions. But this whole idea of being a disciple and making disciples, you know, and so how do we engage yeah. into that and what does it look like? So can you tell me a little bit about maybe your experience? Mm-hmm. So for Patty, it was went through a place in life, God interrupted life, which tends to happen to all of us. (laughs) You know what I mean? Patty's interruption was one thing. Your interruption was one thing. Mm -hmm. My interruption has been something else. But he interrupts life, and we have a decision. So we sit Mm -hmm. at a crossroad, and we have a decision. Patty made the decision. You've made the decision. Mm -hmm. I've made a decision to seek the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? But then it goes to another level, right? And I want people to see this. Like, this is the journey of what God wants to do in our life. So we we seek him. But then the first thing that he tells us to do is, is that for us to be in relationship with him means it pushes us into relationship with people. Right. right? The crazy thing about people missing this is sometimes they come to church and they're the most isolated people ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they come and go and they come mm-hmm. and go mm-hmm. and really nobody yeah. knows them. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. but the more that you get to know Jesus, the more he's going to tell you to get to know other people. Yes. Right. And so Patty's yeah. journey is that of saying, okay, I came and it took some time. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and some effort. Right. Because think about this from Patty's perspective. <laughs> you're going to come to a starting point class where you really know nobody mm-hmm. and you're going right. to Number one, question everything that you've ever been brought up in. Yeah. So this is part of discipleship. Yeah. Like, if Mm -hmm. you really want to be discipled, then you better be open. And she shared her life. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she didn't hide the fact that she said, I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Like, so part of discipleship is opening up where where we need help and where our flaws are. Yeah. And so Patty talked about that. And then it evolved into, and I think this is how God works, because she was open, I think God sent her that group of women. Yeah. That's how it goes. You know what I mean? It goes deeper because you opened yourself up to be able to get to that point. You could, but there is a part, there's our part. Like, what are we going to do to be known? And so Patty, after she was known by Christ, maybe for the first time, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that Mm -hmm. in a real relationship. Yeah. When Patty came to Life Church, to me, what I saw in Patty's life is she got to know Jesus in a relationship and not through religion. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I watched it in her life. Right. I watched her get mm-hmm. a spirit about her that mm-hmm. she never had before no. when she first came to no. Life Church. Like she, you could see it growing. And so when she became known by God, mm-hmm. then she wanted to be known by other people. Mm-hmm. And so the start of discipleship is 
I want to be known, right? Yeah. So, Jenny, your life, like, do you have any experience with any mm-hmm. of that or maybe share some insight of, yeah. like, how that went with you? So the most recent one has <clears throat> been when I started at the cafe. Mm-hmm. So when I started at the cafe, it was in a time where I was switching between different group homes, as you like to call them. <laughs> you didn't mean it bad. I That's know, not I don't what care. I meant. I, not, I, don't even know. I didn't know how to it's, say it. It is what it is. Okay. Um, and so I was really, during this time, like looking for guidance. And Courtney, who was the manager here, she just, I don't know, she just was everything that I needed. She would give me advice. She would tell me when I'm doing something dumb and the same thing for Ray Ann too. And then with going over to champs and having that group of women, it's, that's where it was really like, they would call you out on stuff. And a big switch for you. And again, I always tend to speak into other people's mm-hmm. lives. I'm not allowed to do <laughs> I this or not. I know, No, I'm like one of the big changes for you is, is you've been okay being known. Yeah. When I first got to know you, mm-hmm. you were like, I would come up to her at the cafe knowing that Whatever. she has. Okay, just, I'm, I won't talk. <laughs> huh? No, I mean, you think this is wrong? No, I don't even know what you're going to say. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> so I can't, I would go knowing that there was something wrong. Jenny. Mm. What's, what's up? You doing okay? Fine, fine, fine. Running around like a chicken with her head cut off. And I knew she wasn't fine. Like I knew yeah. that in her life and whether it was she didn't want to share it with me or whether it was I wasn't that person. But part of Jenny, when she got into bad spots, isolates. Mm. Like, yeah. give me oh, away 100%. from people. I don't want to be around people. Yeah. I don't want to tell people my problems. Yep. I have a fear that if people know that I did, I'm going to get judged. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get going to mm-hmm. end up back in the same place. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that yeah, fair a little to bit? No? I mean, some of it is I don't want to bring my negativity onto you. Like, okay. I think mm-hmm. that I can handle it myself. So I don't want. I have a hard time letting people in on my problems because I just don't want to, I don't know. I just don't want to hurt, yeah. bring you down and mm-hmm. I would rather help you with your problems. I than do that. It is what it is. Yeah. Right. It is, you know, until right. you can't do it by yourself anymore. Right. Yeah. But, but you would agree though, Jenny, maybe like Patty's saying, like she's where she's at today because of a group of women yeah. mm-hmm. who, I mean, first the Lord, but then a group of women mm-hmm. who've just said like, and I think every woman in that group would say that every one of them have added value to each other. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, like, yeah. it's not just the whole group's there for Patty. Right, I mean, right. the whole group has added mm-hmm. value to each other, you know. And, mm-hmm. and again, you know, watching even the people inside of that group, like mm-hmm. Anita and, like, what mm-hmm. God's done with Anita yeah. and how she's just, like, you know, again, things she's have amazing. completely changed, yes. you know, in her life. And you can see it too. Yeah. Like you can see. She's leading our, our study we just started That's now. what I mean. So, like, yeah, it's amazing. It, yeah, that, that's my point. She's the awesome. Same with Tina and Tina going through yep. the stuff that she went through. And mm-hmm. like you're seeing people who were somewhere mm-hmm. who are now somewhere else. Yeah. Right. It's directly related to a group of people who said, I'm okay being known mm-hmm. and I'm okay going down a journey to help each other. And I think that's the essence of discipleship, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I mm-hmm. think that's what we need to yeah. learn. So my question, I guess, for all of us, because Taylor threw out the challenge mm-hmm. that we need to be discipled and we need to be discipling other people. Right. And so the challenge was in different ways mm-hmm. and you're going to find yourself at different places. So if you're a, a parent, the idea is you should be discipling your kids, mm-hmm. you know, and so what does that look right. like? And right. how do we disciple our kids? Mm-hmm. And how do we get it done when your life is nutso when you're yeah. young, you know, and how do you get that done? And then there's this 
how do you disciple adult children? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's completely different. I have all adult children now. And so yeah. what does it look like to disciple adult children? And even past that, what does it mean to disciple each other? Mm-hmm. Right? That was the challenge that he put out there. Yeah. But essentially saying that, and I think this is probably true, is, is that stagnation in faith happens when discipleship doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? And so mm-hmm. what again, as a church, or what can we do as individuals, or what advice can we give to people when it comes to this idea of how do we get people to the place? Like, what get what got Patty there? What got mm-hmm. you there? What gets people to the place where I'm willing? Because I still say part of the problem is people don't want to be discipled. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. is it, Yeah. you know, is that the barrier right now? Mm-hmm. Is people don't want to be discipled? People don't want to be vulnerable? People don't want to go down that road? Is that the barrier to discipleship? Because let's be honest, is it really happening in a mass mm, level? Not no. like it should, no. And why not? I I mean, I think some of the reason is, yeah, people don't want to be known. It sucks to open up and have your vulnerabilities. I mean, I just said that I don't like to share mine because I don't want to put anything on anybody else or you think you're okay by yourself. So I'm sure a lot of people feel like that way. Mm -hmm. But also I think until I had a true relationship with God, it didn't occur to me that I really needed anybody else in my life in that aspect. Right. And so the first step you would say, Jenny, is we got to make sure that people have a genuine relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And they're not just going through the motions. Right. Because right. it's not like you didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Yeah. I mean. I did every, every Sunday, yeah. Right. That's and what I mean. Wednesday. You, yeah. I mean, you, you grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. You had parents that, you know, right. were mm-hmm. highly involved in the church. So it's not like, so we would say part of what we got to ensure is, is that people aren't going through the motions, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. that they're not just like, oh, I attend church and I go to yeah. youth or I do whatever. So we got to ensure the personal relationship piece. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Patty, thoughts? Yeah. Like how, how can we help other people get involved? Mm. Or yeah. what are your thoughts I mean, on that? It is tough. And it, I think, I mean, I lucked out by finding a good group of women. But, you know, that being said, I think I was here five years before yeah. before right. I fell into that. Um but yeah, it's tough. I mean, just in a discipling kids, you know, I bring my son here with me because mm-hmm. uh, he's the my other three are all grown. Mm-hmm. But and I think sometimes we just have to lead by as far as your kids, you've got to lead by example. So he comes to church with me. He sees me go in my room at night mm-hmm. to do my Bible study or whatever. Um, but yeah, just being in relationship with people. I I think it's hard to just come up to somebody, which yeah. I know it shouldn't be hard to just go, hey, you want to come to church with me? But you sort of do need to be in relationship with people before you can... Yeah, so let's play off of your expertise. Oh, boy. We might be in trouble now. (laughs) So one of the things Taylor said, and we're going to talk a little bit about it this coming Sunday, is is that we we probably should work really hard on these kids that are 16 years and younger, right? Like we should come up with a plan on how Mm -hmm. to train them, how to disciple them. One of the things that Taylor talked about was just what you said, the idea that... People are going to understand faith by the model, not that's talked about, but that's acted in. Right. So yeah. you just talked about this idea of how you go to your room and your son sees you. Like mm-hmm. that's this idea of living out faith and your mm-hmm. kids are watching. So you've been a teacher for mm-hmm. lots of years. Yeah, this will be my 31st. Yeah. Wow. And so you've yeah. had lots of experience with young people, mm-hmm. you know, inside yeah. of the classroom. And so yeah. take some of that experience— 
talk to parents today, you know, mm-hmm. from this whole aspect, talk from the aspect of you raised your own kids, talk from the aspect of what worked, what didn't work, talk about it from, because the idea I think that Taylor was talking about, and I think this is probably true. Scripture says, train a child in the way that they should go and they mm-hmm. never depart from it, you know, and I think, not again, speaking on what I think, mm-hmm. but I think parents are pretty have a pretty good plan on saying, when you come home, do your homework, because mm-hmm. I'm going to train you to be right. not an F student. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm yeah. train you to make sure that you pass. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want you re- remediating. Mm-hmm. You've experienced and watched kids, like, that are trained by their parents to be athletes. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. people uh-huh. that puts in lots of time and lots, lots of, of money. money, you know, to be able to do that. You've watched— you know, or had your own children where you're saying, like, I want to train you to whatever those things mm-hmm. are. People put a lot of effort in mm-hmm. making sure that those things yeah. happen. Do kids respond to that? Like, do oh. kids respond to training? Like, do oh, kids yeah. respond to consistency and repetition and all of those Absolutely. things? Absolutely. And relationships with the kids. I mean, like with all of my students, I'm not going to get anything out of them as far as learning until they know that I care about them. Mm. Um, and I think... As far as training kids up, it's going to be the same thing. If kids don't know that we care about them, they're not going to listen to what we have to say. Mm. Um, And as far as, like, hitting the—I think even before you can train them up as far as believing in God and all of that, we need to train our kids to be kind to each Mm -hmm. other and to have—I mean— we got a lot of kids that don't have any respect for, yeah, for anybody. Sure. Wow. Right. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, the consistency and and continually being there and knowing those expectations are the same. Like I I'm a reading interventionist now, so I don't have the same kids all day long. I have sure. a different group every 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But they need to know when they come in to see me, my expectations are gonna be the same every single yeah. day. Mm-hmm. So if we want to train them to be kind and respectful and responsible, we need to have that expectation all the time. And I, I just sort of feel like, not that it just automatically happens, but when kids are used to looking at how they can help others or mm-hmm. be kind to others, it helps them to maybe see more about how God mm-hmm. sees us mm-hmm. and participates in our life and we, you know, have our belief in Him. Yeah, yeah so do you, so that's a good question. So I've always been un, been under the assumption that how we teach people to do life tends to flow over into like how they understand spirituality. Mm -hmm. So as an example, one of the hardest things that people struggle with today is that God's your authority. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like if Mm -hmm. he says, right, you do right. Mm -hmm. Like that's the, that's the way it goes. So part of obedience is trusting, right? Like I trust the authority over me, so I'm going to do it. And even when I don't trust, this is faith. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway because he's my authority. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he told me to right. do. Yes. I think we've grown, the world today respects no authority. Right. And nobody cares. Yeah. Right. Is that true? Is that not and true? I think and it's very that, true. And then we say, oh, you should fall under the authority of God. Mm-hmm. Because I think yeah. a lot of kids now, the authority that they're under they can't trust it. Mm, it's not consistent. And, and it might just be, you know, the kids that I work with or whatever, but a lot of the parents aren't trustworthy. No, right, for sure. So for them to trust and have faith in something else is very difficult for them. Right. I mean, and they're online more. They're getting more yeah. in, like things in their head. They're having more different people talk to them mm-hmm. at an earlier age. And who knows what they're hearing and yeah. listening to. And I think the technology has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Definitely. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Well, and here's something that I want to throw out there because I— 
you know, some of my perspective has shifted a little bit since Sherry died, you know, because Sarah, who I'm in a relationship now, comes from a divorce. And so mm-hmm. I've never really been around anybody mm-hmm. at that close of a level of that's been through those because mm-hmm. Sarah's listening to what Taylor has to say. Mm-hmm. And it's complete like when Sherry and I listen to it as two parents in the home, what should you do is one way. Right. A single parent trying to raise four kids yeah. on their own, mm-hmm. getting them everywhere they need to be, and then hearing, and I, I mean, this is nothing against what Taylor said, uh-huh. but like Taylor said, you know, I'm teaching my little daughter the, you yeah. know, the, I can't remember yeah, what it was, yeah, um, yeah. Westminster, I don't remember what he it said. Is, it is like, with something. Yeah, yeah, but anyways, going through I didn't all know of what those, it was either. Yeah. Know, and yeah. I'm like, like, I love you, Taylor, but no, <laughs> first of all, nobody knows what you just yeah. said. <laughs> Nobody, nobody, nobody knew what the Westminster no. whatever. And not to, again, and what he's saying is right. right like, I don't right. mean it that way. Yeah, no, he's but how right. do you do this in a broken home? Because here's a reality. Mm-hmm. So I've done all of my kids' small groups except mm-hmm. for Jeremy. So I never did Jeremy's small group, but I did all the boys' small groups, and Sherry did the girls, right? right? So mm-hmm. we said, hey, we're not going to try to choose your friends. We're going to reach your friends. Mm-hmm. So we just said, we're going to do the small groups. You bring all your friends. I don't care if they're heathens. doesn't make me any difference. I don't care if your friends That's are awesome. heathens. Yeah. I'm going to try to reach them. So you bring them to the house. I'm going to teach them. Sherry's going to cook for them. So first of all, we're going to show you what a mm-hmm. family, mm, consistency, yeah. love, yeah. living out the Bible looks like. And, you know, we want to help you understand how to put it all together in yeah. real life circumstances. And so Brady's small group, I think there was, you know, 15, 16 kids in it. One kid had come from a divorced family. Mm-hmm. Isaac's small group, there was only him and one other person that had two parents in the home. Wow. Now, how do you take this and say, hey, by the way— you should be training up your children the way they should go, never depart from it. How does it work in a broken home? Yeah, How does it's it work hard. with these I mean, kids that you're talking about yeah, right now it, that are going home yeah. to untrustworthy it's houses? It's tough. And I mean, I struggle with that too because oh. Damon was only five when I oh, yeah. yanked everybody, you know? So it was tough. And right. and yeah, it, it's one thing if you're on the same page. You know, my boy's dad exactly. is, is yeah. very Christian and faith-filled. So they're getting it on both sides. But, but that's not always the case. It is that, not. That's probably where the, like the, tr- not the trust and the respect thing comes in. Cause if you have two different parents, then it would be hard if they're like faltering, if they're mm-hmm. like going on different sides, like if one believe one doesn't, right. then they are recognizing that and they're using it to mm-hmm. their advantage. Yeah. And they're going to choose the easier yeah, one. Yeah, I right. know I would. Right. Well, I'm just speaking that here's where I, tr- here's what I've been praying about. Like here's what I've been praying about over the past month. Here's where I think the church is missing it. The church is set up for two parent homes mm-hmm. that yeah. are functioning at a high level right. that care about their kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's not yeah. today. No. This no. is not today. No, That's many, not the church today. How many people are divorced? Didn't you have a number for that? Well, no, I'm just saying, so like in the groups, yeah. but like right now, I think divorce rate's 60-some. There, it's yeah. really yeah, it's high. high. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a high percentage. Right. And again, a, a lot of, at least at Life Church, you know, there's a lot of broken homes, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying it from a like, but, but honestly, there are more broken homes than there are two-parent Christian, yeah. highly involved, mm-hmm. training up their kids. And so when we sit yeah. up there and be like, you should be doing all these things. And yeah. all of these things fall into place. And again, all of that stuff that Taylor said is right. But how yeah. do you apply it? Again, how do you apply it to a single mom trying to raise four kids who right. barely can get by? Right. right. 
Like, mm-hmm. are you going to be, you know, sitting teaching your kids the Westminster whatever you said? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, think about right. it. Like, how are we going to do this when right. you're just trying to survive? Mm-hmm. Like, and so what is the church doing? This is where we got to be thinking through this. What's the church doing for a broken home? Yeah. What model mm-hmm. has the church helped with a broken home? What are we doing to kind mm-hmm. of change? Because honestly, church hasn't come out of 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. No. You know, the, the church right. is still yeah. old school when it comes to reaching the family. Yeah. Church is like, like everybody, nobody got a divorce. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even if they hated each other, mm-hmm. they didn't get a divorce. Right. I mean, that was 20 years ago. Like, people hated each I'm other. I'm sure how healthy that was either. <laughs> no, but that was yeah, my no, point. I... Like, way back when, <laughs> yeah. people hated each other and never got a divorce because it was shameful. Right, yeah. You yes. know, if you were inside yeah. of the church, you didn't get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Now nobody cares. Yeah. You know, that much. Everybody's just getting divorces. Right. And so you add that dynamic. So we're talking about 20 years ago, the church had a model to say, oh, this is what we should do with your kids, and this is what we should do with parents, and this is how we should, you know, train people up. But I don't think the church has shifted into, how do you fix a broken home? Mm-hmm. How do you, because I think they're lost. I think the mm-hmm. church is somewhat lost because they can't get out of there. Well, I just don't understand it. Well, you're right. You don't understand it until you understand it. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, right. you had yeah. to. I mean, you just said, regardless, it had to be a struggle trying to figure out how to raise kids oh, w- yeah. without a husband. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I, I mean, bet. and my case was different because we had joint custody. So they spent a week with me and then a week with him. Okay. And again, you know, their dad is an awesome guy. Right. And so— it was a different situation, I think. Yeah. But you know, where I teach, I have. But you know it because yeah, you see it as I've a teacher. Seen it. Cool. Yeah, there. And you're right. We would say more of our kids come from divorced or never married parents than come from wow. a two parent home. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we, you're doing a good start here with the kids, with all of the services for the kids. I I almost think there needs to be something for the parents. Oh but yeah. But then you just. But then you fight into that. I'm trying to raise these kids and I'm working two jobs and now you're going to throw something else at me. How mm-hmm. can I? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't I know mean, what the answer Abby's is. I mean, a perfect example. You know, yeah. so Abby, you know, yeah. gets praying with Blake and she asks Hadley and, you know, that doesn't turn out so good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, mm-hmm. she ends up with another guy that doesn't turn out so good. And now she's back to, hey, I'm a single mom mm-hmm. trying to raise a daughter, working two jobs, mm-hmm. and I know you want me to come to church, and right. I know you want me to teach my daughter the Bible. Mm-hmm. I know you want all—you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Because, again, that's what I want to keep coming back to, and I keep throwing it out there. So I know Taylor listens, so Taylor, don't be mad. I'm not saying this, but think <laughs> Love about you, Taylor, from, my Taylor. Yeah. No, but think about it from this perspective. Right. When is Abby going to sit down with Hadley? Mm-hmm. When she's working two jobs and teach her those kinds of things. Right. Like, how realistic is it? Like, I don't know. I'm saying yeah. because I'm watching it happen in Abby's life. Well, yeah. you just struggling. said you guys are going to start a podcast for young people. Uh-huh. It's almost like something like that. Like, I listen to this while I'm getting ready in the morning. Um, and then I had someone who introduced me to Stephen Furtick, the oh, Elevation yeah. guy. So mm-hmm. I listen to those things mm-hmm. during the week, too. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like you need something that they could listen to while they're getting ready for work in the morning mm-hmm. or on the drive to work mm-hmm. or something that doesn't take more time out yeah. of their day that they don't have. Right. Yeah, because I think we want to say, well, just make time. Right. I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, I watch it now in Sarah's life, you know, mm-hmm. where I'd never seen it. Like I heard yeah. about it, but now I'm watching her trying to raise four kids. Mm-hmm. You got to try to make enough money to make mm-hmm. it happen. Then you yeah. got to run them everywhere. Yeah, like, and you don't older. even have anybody to help you run right. them. Yeah. Like there's nobody to get them everywhere, yeah. you know, and to make sure that they end up at all the, and I always tell her like, man, I, 
you have helped me. Like, it's weird to think this because, you know, with Sherry and I, like mm-hmm. we were able to do mm-hmm. ministry in a certain way because mm-hmm. we, we were, were a team and we did it together. And we now that Sarah and I are together, like I see things completely differently, mm-hmm. not right or wrong, just different. different. Like I have never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Like I hear about it, but I had never seen different when you, somebody who's yeah. trying to figure out how to love the Lord, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to raise kids inside of it, but also trying to figure out you got to provide Survive. for them, which means you got to be working all the time. Yeah. You got to be running all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you almost, it almost feels bad when somebody sets up there, well, this is what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. almost like, uh, have you ever lived my life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever been down those roads? And again, not that what Taylor's saying was right. wrong. No. I just think the church in general mm-hmm. are speaking to two-parent homes that have it together, who can have enough resources and enough money and to be able to do— that's just not the norm. No. I, it's not anymore. No. So I think the church is going to have to shift. Yeah. And I think we're going to have to start figuring out how to resource and think differently yeah. and think in a way. And I think this is this is a call out to all of you people that are listening here that come from two-parent homes. I know what you're talking—I know what you're thinking— Right, I know what you're thinking because I thought the same way. It should be easy. Yeah. I don't. Why can't they make time? Why can't they ask for help? Why can't they do? I've just seen it differently now, and I'm telling you, I don't care what you do, how good of a time manager is. Yeah. If you're trying to be a single mom doing no. it on your own, it doesn't work. No, no, it no. just doesn't. We can't fit all those things in. Yeah. You can't do it all. So I think no. to people who have two parent homes who have condemned other people from from single parent homes mm-hmm. that wondering why they can't get their crap together. Mm-hmm. Maybe what we should do is think about helping instead of condemning. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So instead of yeah. standing off from a distance mm-hmm. saying, what's the matter with you? So, I mean, right. this is a call out to all of our listeners and to all the people that are watching. Mm-hmm. Like if you come from that and you got it all together, then resource somebody who yeah. doesn't. Yeah. 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 Be a part yeah. of the journey of somebody who because doesn't. Most right. single parents are working the best that they can. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're they not trying. No. Nobody asked for this. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Nobody wanted it to be this way, but yeah. it is. Right. Right. So yeah. we're at a state now where we got to do something about it. So for two-parent, yep. you know, families, think about resourcing and helping, right? Mm-hmm. You can be a part of the journey mm-hmm. and you can help. Absolutely. I would say for young people and single parents, you need to speak up. Yeah, like, we need to know. Like, we need to figure out how to help. We want to yeah. resource you. We are a church that nothing's sacred around here except for Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're going to do what it takes, mm-hmm. you know, and we're open-minded to try to figure out what do we need to do? What roads do we need to go down? Because mm-hmm. we're serious about this discipleship journey, and discipleship means sacrifice. And so we know yeah. as a church that we're going to have to do some things that maybe have never been done before, but we're going to be open to it. Like mm-hmm. we want to we want to get down those roads, and we want to try to figure out how to get it done. Because you know, Patty, you're a perfect example. Jenny, you're a perfect example of when people choose to be known, to be loved, and to love other people, it's life-changing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so yeah. we have got to get to the place where we can help people, first of all, be known. And mm-hmm. once they're being known, don't condemn them. Yeah. You yeah. know why people don't want to be known? Because you guys are a bunch condemned. of buttheads. Right, yeah. Because the church is too judgmental. Mm-hmm. That's why Absolutely. nobody wants to be known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who wants to be known when you're going to come back and say, well. Mm-hmm. So true. You know, so if people are going to be known, then you need to understand, look at those people the way Jesus said to look at those people. Yeah. All people are made in the image of God. Yeah. And so Amen. that means that you need to look at them as if they are a child of God. Right. right. Not as your project, mm-hmm. not as somebody who's 
got it all messed up, not as somebody that, you know, is doing everything wrong. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to say, you know what, Jenny is a child of God. Mm -hmm. And so I am going to look at her, love her, and spend time with her because she's a child of God Mm -hmm. and because I love her that way. And I'm going to love her as a child of God, not as a project. Not yeah. as somebody to, to work on. Yeah. Not as somebody who's got their life all messed up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna love her because she's a child of God. She's a sister, and I'm gonna love her, you know, in those ways. And I think as a church, if you don't get that right, we might as well close the doors. Right. Yeah. If the church can't figure out how people can be known mm-hmm. without condemnation, yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. might as well quit. Yeah. Yes. Right. So church, wake up. Mm-hmm. It's yes, okay. A lot of them. Everybody's got issues. You're just hiding yours. If you're a judgmental little jerk, (laughs) the problem with you is you just hit them all. Yeah. You're better at hiding them. Yeah, you're better at hiding them than the rest of us are. So stop being, you know, a judgmental jerk, you know, or don't come to life. You know, that would be the other thing Mm -hmm. because that's not what we do here. Yeah. Yeah. So we want you to to know if you're going to come here and you're going to be a part of Life Church, you know, you need to be able to let people be known, let people share where they're at and, and view them with not all the answers. Mm-hmm. Not, you don't have it all right and they all have it wrong. View them as your daughter and I want to yeah. help them, And know. be known yourself. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. let's let's start down that journey of being known and let's start with it, you know, and let's move into this idea is once people be known that, that we want to help each other. Right. And we want to journey right. down each other again, not to fix people as projects, but because they're a daughter of Christ, mm-hmm. because this is the way he loves them. And we got to know that we got to do that. But my challenge to the church and my challenge to all of our listeners, and you're never going to get it done if you don't first be known by other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a, if you're in a group right now, of a bunch of people who are just like you, you might want to think about getting in a different group. Yeah, yeah. Part of our yeah. problem today inside of the church is it's the cliques of people who all like each other and they love to be together because mm-hmm. they're all like each other. Right. You got to get in somewhere where not everybody's alike and not mm-hmm. everybody has their crap together. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, part of the problem of Sunday school and church is it's a bunch of Sunday school classes full of people have it together while the broken people can't get in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we got to, you got to, we got to get in groups of people that aren't like us. Mm-hmm. And you got to be open to be in a group that's not like you. You got to be open to be, you know what? You know, well, I don't know if I want to be in this group because these people aren't as far as long as me. Well, then you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's yeah. how change happens between the both of them. No, because that, they can learn something problem. from them. That's too. the whole idea of discipleship. Yeah. Titus, when he said younger women, mm-hmm. you know, and older yes. women and yeah. younger, you know, this is the way it works diversity inside other. of the group. Yeah. So we got to do that. So challenge all the people out there. If you're going to disciple, you need to be around people who aren't like you, mm-hmm. you know, and then you need to, to, to be able to help each other, right. you yes. know, inside of that. Journey. Yeah. So learn from each other. Dan, did we have questions for Patty? Yep, I have them. Sorry. Okay. Nope, we had a couple questions. Okay. Okay. Question time. So first I have to do a shout out to Taylor because he's Taylor my Taylor, if you've ever heard me say that. No, I haven't. I taught Taylor in kindergarten. Oh, wow. I love Taylor. So (laughs) he is Taylor my Taylor. At Northwest. Northwest. It's kind of like Jenny. Everybody loves Jenny. Everybody loves Taylor. Did you know Shirley Smith? Yes. That's my grandma. I love Shirley. Yeah, and I had her when I was in third grade. She's awesome. Yeah. She was awesome. She loved was. her. Okay. okay. Um, Lisa Leist. Yeah. She says, love her. What <laughs> is she doing these days for fitness? 
Uh, <laughs> no, Patty, I've seen you walking around the block. Yeah, we live I do. in the same neighborhood. I walk, I yeah. walk okay. all the time. Yes, oh, really? Um, You're a big walker? I yes. am. Okay. I walk all the time, try to get my 10,000 steps And in. I see you running. She was running the other day. Some. You're so, a runner? No, not. She okay. was running. <laughs> okay, time She out. was. Running is a stretch. Um, you were running. I have some friends, we we uh, co-workers, so okay. we get together, we do a two-minute jog, one-minute walk, two-minute oh, wow. jog. That is running. For three, for that three is miles. running. No, it really is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So doing that, um, yeah, that's basically it. Oh, that's that's good. a lot. Okay. A lot of people don't. I can't even okay. walk right now. So you're well, doing yeah. a lot. <laughs> I tossed stability ball at the Y for 15 years, so I just retired oh, from you doing, did? retired from Got doing it. that. Oh, so. okay. Love Lisa. Yeah, she's I know. awesome. Me too. I love her too. Shout out Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Patty. Does Lisa still listen? Yeah, she does. Oh wow. Uh-huh. Patty. This is from Jennifer Eller. When has God showed up in the classroom, in your classroom? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good question. That is a a good good question. question. Can you say never? (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean that bad. I'm just saying, is it hard to like put those two things together when you're a public school teacher? Especially now. Yeah, because we can't really talk about any of it. Now, I do have, you know, some kids that go to church and Uh they'll say, you know, something about what they learned at church. Or mm. I guess one time we were doing our little community circle and one little girl started singing um, uh, Roaring Like a Lion oh, song. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. So that was cute. Um, I bet, though, out of all the years of teaching that you have kids that have been like, you were such a big influence and I'm in church today. Not because you directly told them yeah. to go to church, but because you love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I said, with public school church, I don't know. It's hard. I have had a lot of students come back. I have one student who gives something to my classroom every year mm-hmm. oh, just because sweet. I had him. It was my very first year of teaching. Um, Taylor sent me flowers last year on the Aww, first day of school. That's so. cute. Taylor, my Taylor. Your ta- yeah. Taylor, oh, my, my Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, oh, Taylor, sorry. my Taylor. Um, no, Taylor. Yeah. I, <laughs> Taylor. Just kids will randomly say things sometimes mm-hmm. that— well, you'll be in the middle of teaching something. I'll be like, well, God says, and I'll be like, that's right. You know, I agree with you, but we can't really talk about that anymore. Let's yeah. move on. So if they say it, like acknowledge him, you can't even like respond to I it? I usually say, I agree with you or okay. whatever, but no. then I have to, like, I can't continue the conversation. That's ridiculous. So yeah. now when I taught preschool at Huntington Catholic, yeah, I had lots of fun preschool kids right. stories. You know, we used to do a end of the day prayer, what are you thankful for? You know, one kid was thankful for trains or squares <laughs> or, you know, yeah. right. really cute. Right. Cute things They're cute like at that, that age. Yeah. yeah. Any other questions, That's Jen? It. Okay. So, Jenny, we're going to end up with, so how can people, because there's a lot that we're asking of people right, today. Right, right. Like, <laughs> yes, there I is mean, a lot. It was deep. We want people, again, like our challenge in all of this is, is that, you know, we're saying we're, we're changing or we're challenging the diet, the dynamic right now. Right. The dynamic church, of church, yeah. mm-hmm. the dynamic of relationship, because I want to be honest, like we're losing. You know, I mm-hmm. want to make sure people understand that attendance isn't a, and I say we, not life church. Right. Yeah, because you're exploding. Yeah. You know, I, but I'm saying, mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. Christianity's losing in the United States yes. of America. Yes. So we have got to be open to say, let's just blow it all up. Mm-hmm. Let's just change it all. Yeah. Like, let's just say, let's let God speak to us. And so God speak to us in ways, and that's what we're saying in this mm-hmm. podcast, that we want to mm-hmm. say individually, God speak to us in ways that can help us see things the way you do, because the world is different. Yes, absolutely. You know, than what it was. And so 
you know, God, you know, Jesus was very good as he walked mm-hmm. of understanding the world and understanding culture right. and ministering to it mm-hmm. where they were, you know, right. and yeah, going to where they yes. were and then helping them move to where he wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. I think the church has got stuck, yes, you know, in yeah. those areas. And so I think the church needs to be open to blow it all up and let's figure out where they are and let's try to figure out where they are. Yeah, try to figure out how to move forward in that. So again, if you have comments, if you're out there and you're listening or yeah. you've watched us and you want to comment, you know, Jenny's going to have a number up mm-hmm. here One that— People can text it. Yeah, so um, our number is 260-408-8383. And like Mike said, you can send something about that you just heard today or something random or if you want to be a guest. That's what Patty did. Yeah. She yeah. sent us a text. Yeah. Um, if you're desperate for somebody. Yeah, yeah. no. Right? Yeah. Look, that was, re- that was just recently, too. It we was. weren't desperate. <laughs> yeah. But we want to have a conversation with you. We want to hear your thoughts. We don't want this just to be one-sided. We want it to be two-sided. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And we're in the exploratory phase of right. starting a new podcast that will kind of tie in with the round table where uh, part of part of our this new podcast is like we want to hear voices, mm-hmm. you know. So one of the books that I listened to a long time ago is called Walk to Listen. So a guy walked around the United States of America just listening to people. Wow. And then he walked away with now after hearing where everybody is at, mm-hmm. it changed his perspective on life and changed the way he did life mm-hmm. because he listened, right? Yeah. And I think cool. too many times we spend too much time talking and not enough time yes. listening. So we want to introduce a podcast format, and but it's going to be very specific. We want to listen to young people. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about middle schoolers, yeah. high schoolers, mm-hmm. young adults, you know, we're going to kind of cut it off and say, even though if you have a voice, if you're over whatever, you have to do it on somewhere else. Sure. <laughs> because we want, right, right, Jenny? I mean, yeah. we just want, want to hear, young. Yeah. yeah, we want to hear yeah. young people yeah. point of view. We want to bring on panels of people. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, if you're scared of like, I have to come on and By be, because everybody yeah. is. Oh, like yeah. everybody. It's not so bad, is it, Patty? No, we're it's not bad. An See? hour yeah. and 15 minutes wow. in. And, yeah, I was nervous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody is. Yeah, so. but the point is that from the panel, like we'll get two or three people and young people and we'll pick a certain yeah. subject and we just want to say we want your view on dating mm-hmm. as a middle school mm-hmm. yeah we want your view on church from a high school we want your view on again it'll be religion we want your view yeah. on like, even if they're not religious no that's my point yeah even if they hate god or something no that, like, my yeah. point is this that. podcast is not going to be specifically for people who are christians right. we're yeah. saying no that's cool like, that's what we want to come on and and again we want to hear your voice so mm-hmm. if you're somebody out there that you know for whatever reason you listened and you might not be somebody from faith that's okay for us mm-hmm. like yeah. again i've always said i'm not afraid of voices mm-hmm. you know we're going to bring that's every neat. voice on and we're going to listen to it and we want to hear the perspective and we're going to try to take those things that we hear yeah and not, and again this will be the key of the podcast we're not going to try to fix them right so the idea is yeah. to try to fix you when you come on so that's if you're worried that if we get you give your view on dating <laughs> yeah. that i'm going to give you hit. a dating you know lesson right or if i'm going to give you whatever like that's not it we just want to hear it like we okay. want to hear where it came from mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the thing that I think we need to remember is most things that are formulated in the lives of people came from somewhere. Yeah. Right? And so part of reaching people is knowing where they came from. Mm-hmm. Right? Hearing their story, knowing where they came from. And if we listen well and we understand 
well, we feel like God can, can yes. work. So yeah. if you're out there and you want to be a part of this new podcast, yep. you mm-hmm. can text the same yes. thing and get with Jenny. Uh-huh. Uh, Jenny's working on getting this all together. We're not really sure when we're going to launch it yet, but we're going to get a panel of people, talk yeah. about it first, and then bring people on. And uh-huh. we think it'll be a great yeah. opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. moving forward. So, yeah, I can't wait. Sounds yeah. good. Again, Patty, thank you. Yes. Again, thank you. I can't reiterate enough how cool it is to watch <laughs> Uh, your life, you mm. know what I mean? Over Thank the past you. 11 years, yeah. you know, I didn't know how long it was, 11 knew, years. you know, um, and I, and again, um, you know, I can speak from this perspective. Like I heard many times where through those decisions, frustration mm. from my wife, mm. yeah. but also, <laughs> but also she's very proud of you, yeah. you know, and was very much like, wow. You know, the, the differences that, Patty and Anita and Tina, like the things that made in their life. And so, I mean, I'm just, I got to watch it from, I was closer up in the beginning. My wife was in it, you know, Sherry was in it from the past. And just to hear her come home and say, wow, what a difference. Look at what God's doing in Patty's life. So it's really cool to watch. And I think that you can pass that on to other people. Mm -hmm. Like part of your journey is just to be like, look at what God's doing and look at the amazing things that he's done because it can do with all of us. If you're open to be known and you're open to let other people speak into your life, God can do amazing things. So I'm not only excited about that, I'm excited about the next chapter, Mm -hmm. right? I'm always, I'm always looking for what's new because Sherry's death, like you even said it, like it's not what anybody wanted, but it changed their group. Yeah. Right. And it changed it in a way. Now the things that are happening in that group would have never happened if she was there. Mm, yeah. Right. They just wouldn't. I mean, and that's okay. Like, that's how God works. Yeah, like, right. that's that's why we always, like, you don't want this to happen, but we shouldn't dwell in it so long that we can't see what God wanted to yeah. do. Right. And you right. guys have accepted, this is what God wants to do. And and he's moving. And so seeing how you guys move forward in the future and the next chapter and what, yeah. how you're going to be, you know, used inside of the church and bringing in other women, you know, I'm excited for that journey. Yeah. So, yeah. so thank you, yeah, Patty. Thank you. Thank, thank you, everybody that's listening. And we thank you guys that are joining us by watching. Mm-hmm. Again, don't forget when Jenny puts it out there, yeah. share it. You know, make sure share. you comment on it so that we can keep getting this podcast out. Yes. And again, you can be praying for us as we start this new journey of trying to figure out a new podcast mm-hmm. so we yeah. can mm-hmm. listen to the voice of other yeah, people. Yeah, pray so. for future guests. Yes, yes. it'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Yes. So thank you. And we'll see yeah. you guys next week. Bye. Bye.